sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica Salda, the queen of team. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Welcome, everybody. It's 2-22-22. Let's see. I think it's mega night tonight. I think what number am I going to pick? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. That's not a sign, right? Deuce is got a big house. Got a big house today. Dr. D is going to fill us in. Dr. D, where else can you find us if you can't find us this morning? Well, uh, rather as uh, aside from uh, having the FBI search for you, we're going to tell you where you can find be found. You're not only on AM 1290 and FM 96.9, uh, 9 a.m. on Tuesdays, as well as 11 p.m. Then we're on Sundays at, uh, am I correct? It's, is it uh, still the 6 p.m.? Yeah, 6 p.m. And then Six. Monday morning, Monday morning at 3 a.m. You can also hear us uh, streaming at those times at am1290kzsb.com. That's am1290kzsb.com. And you can also hear us on a multitude of live streaming podcast sites like SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. And you can also... Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? You can also hear the programs, I believe, right there on the website, SantaBarbaraTeenSportsRadio.com. So there you go. That's the lineup of where you can, where we can be heard. And uh, Erica, I think uh, you said we had a full house. So um, yeah, we got to get going, Doctor D. You just pretty much wiped out our whole introduction. Good so deal. Let's get- <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back. I mean, I forgot how big we were. We were, were large, but we are a community hour. We've been around since 2010. And the beautiful thing is because of the love and support of Dr. D, our producer, we actually have 88 logged minutes between the FM and AM stations that we donate back to the community. And one, uh, another very interesting nonprofit, which is brought in today by the director over at the Braille Institute and close friend, Angela Miller-Bevan. I'm going to let her lead off today before we do uh, the recaps with our kids today and let them have some time to join us. But Angela Miller-Bevan, who did you bring as a guest today? Thank you, Erica. Um, Before I do my introduction, I just want to give a quick shout out to my Carriage Museum board members that all listen to this uh, Teen Sport Radio because they said they hadn't heard me on the radio in a while. So I know they're listening. So thanks for listening, you guys. Um, I have some special guests today. Um, Something that's near and dear to my heart is uh, different uh, clubs around town that give out scholarships. And I know that Kiwanis is giving out some. Rotary is, but today we're going to hear from the Optimist Club, and they have some great um, scholarships that they're offering to all of you great teens that are looking to go to college and need some funding. So I'm going to introduce Christine Lebon and Melissa Cohen, and I'm going to let them take it away and tell us a little bit about what they're offering. Nice. Hey, thank you so much, Angela and Erica, too, for having us here today. And my name is Melissa Cohen, and I am the president of Northside Optimist Club of Santa Barbara. And we are a part of Optimist International. So just to give a plug, anyone can go to this website. It's easy, optimist.org. And you can find all the optimist information for scholarships on that website. 
and our club participates in those. The first thing coming up, which you'll see on the optimist.org, which is not a club activity, but I want Santa Barbara High and of course all the students listening to who play music or sing to know about this because it's coming up very quickly and the deadline is March 1st. For Music Makes People Happy contest, you can go right to optimist.org. It's not a big, it is not a big, um, sorry, I'm getting a, unfortunate call. It is not a, 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 a scholarship, but it is a contest where you could win money and that's always nice for the students. The big contest that is coming up, scholarship contest, is our oratorical contest. And the topic for it is staying optimistic in challenging times. There's very strict parameters about uh, around it. You have to be 19 years old as of October 1st, 2021 to participate in this contest. And our club contest will take place on March 16th at 6.30 p.m. It will be done via Zoom. So I, I would like people to contact me about that directly, Melissa Cohen, and I'll give you my phone number, 805-947-6320. And my uh, email address, well, you can find us on, um, on Facebook as well. Just search for Northside Optimist Club of Santa Barbara for Facebook and you'll, you'll you can reach us that way or melissa at visiblelawofattraction.com. So if you spell one of those words wrong, it will bounce back to me. It'll bounce back. Spell them all right and then you will reach me. Quick question. Um, yes. what's, is there a ceiling on it? We have uh, Ava Burford, a uh, four-year broadcasting co-host on Teen Sports Radio. So I'm going to leave it up to Romy to send your information over. She's going to grad school. Um, so would she, if you graduated from UCLA, can you apply for that? Well, it's uh, if, as long as she is 19 years old, oh, I believe she has to be in in uh, high school. So she has to be in a high school of sorts because it is not for secondary school people. They, so in they other words, if you're a freshman in college, I graduated at 17. Well, as long as you're taking high school classes, uh, that's fine. They, they, this is an international contest. So the scholarship, if you win, you go from our club then to our, uh, through a few other hoops. And once you reach our district level, if you win there, you move on to regionals and then national, then international. So the top prize, if you win at every event will be $23,500 in scholarships. Our district level, the top prize for the winner is $2,500. Second prize is $1,500. And third prize, I believe, is $1,000. But the, so, the hook is you have to be in high school and you have to be 19. Correct. Well, not in high school. Even we've had some junior high participants That's who have come in. So you just have to be under the age of 19. Under as of, 19. Under. Under. You, you had to be 19. I'm like, God, no, under, under, you have to be, back. well, you have to be nine. You have to be, yeah, under the age of 19. Sorry. Okay. As of uh, October 1st. So it, it, it gets confusing because our optimist year starts October 1st. So we're, gotcha. we're a little different. So that is coming right up 
up right now. And our club personally is doing some other, they're non-scholarship, but they are contests. We're going to be doing a poetry contest, a photography contest, but the other scholarship contest, which will happen next year, we've already missed it, but it happens every year. And they do announce uh, in about June, they will post it on the website what our topic is for our essay contest. And the essay contest, the uh, top prize is $2,500 and it's only done through our district. So please, 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 for all of you guys, uh, you know, look on optimist.org under scholarship contests and you can find the information there. It's under member resources, scroll way down to the bottom for a scholarship contest and you can see all the information there and fill out those forms. Kids will need in these scholarships to prove they'll have to have a birth certificate or passport. Uh, yes, and I got some questions. I just wanted to clarify because it was a little confusing for me. So I want to give it back to you what I heard. This is for kids in high school or junior high who are under 19. As of, yeah, under, well, it's, they've, they can be 19 in high school as long as they turned 19 after September, turned 19 after September, they were 18 as of they were under 19 before October 1st. So let's say this, this someone who's 19 right now and their birthday was September 25th. So they were 18 on September 25th. They're eligible. Okay. Yeah, we'll just go to the website. This is, this is awesome. Anytime we can give out some money to our kids, maybe we want to mute that. Yeah, get some uh, money to our kids in this county. That's always a, a, a value to us. What we'd like to do to help and support you, Melissa, I want to give you the information, contact information to Dr. Dugan. And what we do is like to set you up with a uh, 30 second commercial that'll be aired four times on AM and then four times on FM when we play because we replay our show. So that'll be eight visits. Uh, for the Optimist Club, no charge. Uh, Angela will get you the details and hook up. We've got a lot to go. We, we thank you so much. Um, and if any of us have some questions, uh, Romy, do you have any questions? Uh, no, but that sounds really cool. I'll definitely check it out. I think you can knock out a little essay. You don't know. Yeah. That's it. 2,500 <laughs> smackers. That's all. Yeah. You got to represent. Let's do this. We got a couple of minutes uh, and we've got Romy Davies in the house and Romy Davies is going to give us a little sports recap. What say you, Romy? Okay, so um, celebrate a round table this Monday. Junior Pepper Marks made local sports history by becoming the first girls wrestler to win SCIF Southern Section Championship. She captured the 235 pound weight class title at the CIF um, Southern Divisional Championship at San Dimas High and advances to the CIF Masters Meet at Marina High in Huntington Beach. So that's really cool. And then other news, sadly the girls' basketball team season ended this Wednesday after their second round CIF game against Sage Hill of Newport Beach on Wednesday. Um, final score was 49 to 25. So now Sage Hill advances to the quarterfinals, but it was a great season for the girls. So yeah. Nice. And your lacrosse, you you doing it? Yeah. 
Yeah, we start soon. Our games start next month, beginning of March. Nah. So. And then, so you haven't had a sport yet since school started. So now you got to juggle. It's all about management of your time. Now you're doing a sport yeah. and school and social and all that. Yeah, all yeah. that. So yeah. stay focused, stay off the phone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah definitely. You know what I mean? mm -hmm. All right, excellent. Practice makes perfect. Let's do this. Let's take a little break. We got a huge show today, folks. We'll be back with more after these messages. And this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, good morning. This is Dr. Amy with Teen Sports Radio, Still Quiet Place, and now Spot a Spider. And I wanted to share with our Santa Barbara listeners that I have an editorial in NewsHawk because NewsHawk reported last week that there is a epidemic of suicidal thinking in our town. And so I wrote to say, and you can read the longer article, but that um, we could perhaps offer all freshmen in high school what I would call stress ed, which would be an eight week mindfulness course and mindfulness has been scientifically proven to decrease depression and anxiety. One study in Belgium had it decreased by about half and that decrease stayed for six months after. So if we offer kids these skills, then first of all, they'll have the skills for now and they'll have them for their entire lives. And um, kids who are struggling in the moment, we'll have a caring adult that they can connect with because everyone would be doing it. Um, there wouldn't be any stigma of going to a counselor, which unfortunately there is still stigma for going to a counselor, even though there shouldn't be. And if a kid was fine now when they had the course, but then um, later felt stuck or wanted some support, they would have someone to go back to. And so this would be a preventive measure that we could offer to all our kids to help kind of immunize them against some of the stress and anxiety and depression that kids this age are prone to in general. And I think COVID has only made worse. So check out my editorial and um, take good care of yourselves. Take good care of your friends. And I think that's all I have for today. Angela. All right, my mic was off. Amy, that is really, really fascinating. And I wanted to just say is that it's so greatly appreciated by those of us that have children of that age group, because right now, actually, in Santa Barbara County, there are no therapists for children that are 15 years old. So unfortunately, we are totally overwhelmed and parents are and our system is broken in that department. So whatever you have to offer, I can tell you many parents are grateful for that. 
Yeah. And I'd be happy, totally happy to like, if you have a group of kids that wants a course, I'd be totally happy to set something up. People can reach out to me at Still Quiet Place. I'd love to be in the school supporting people. And um, I don't think there's no therapist, right? Sierra, you exist. Yeah, so, yeah, we're here. Um, but I also <laughs> well, no, they're not the, the ones that we that we I can tell you this from experience and months of calling right now. There is not a huge support for 15 year olds mm. and it has to do with insurance. Yeah. And it has to do with the abundance of how many kids need therapists. Right. And so if you one have of the any nice things about this is that it can be love that information. <laughs> it, well, one of the nice things about this is that it can be done in a group and then individuals who need more support can be connected with support. And I do get like there's a lot of distress right now and um, therapists and programs are a bit overwhelmed. And so this is a convenient, cost-effective, caring, compassionate way to address broad-scale need would be to do it in the schools. Yeah, 100% agree with that. And I know that school-based counselors are often overbooked. Um, there's a priority given to um, you know, students who have less access to resources, perhaps, than other students. And so there's a triage of sorts that would happen in the school-based system. Um, I know of a couple of group practices where uh, a parent could call and see if a therapist is available who also takes their insurance. ACORN counseling, like ACORN uh, from the Oak Tree, ACORN counseling is a group practice of about, I think, 26 therapists. And they take a number of different types of insurance, everything from SenCal, Aetna. Um, I think there may be a couple of other insurances that are um, that some of their therapists are credentialed with. So that's one resource. Um, and as I, you know, let it germinate with me, I will I will reach out to you specifically, Angela. And, um, I will give it to the team here to post if that's appropriate. Um, but yeah, and the other the other challenge about. Uh, scheduling or finding therapists who have availability is that teens can only really be seen from like 3.30 to 5.30, right? So the number of hours, unless they're willing to leave school, that oh, a therapist is like five days a week with those two hours. And if we have teen clients, you know, all the way through. So, you know, there's that part too. But, um, but try ACORN counseling as a start. And um, I'm happy to keep germinating on it. And, like, and I do have openings for in-person or Zoom appointments. And I do see people after hours because I totally understand just teen scheduling issues. Mm -hmm. What if what if you all got together with and, and the parents for the over the weekend and this way give the parents tools that they can help their kids because the, the numbers don't pencil out. So we just focus on parent giving, you know, we're not saying that we could ever learn. You, you, we'll, we would forget more than you would ever, uh, we'd for, you, you would forget more than we could ever learn because that, this is what your area of expertise is. But I know there's tools. So, and a lot of it is the frustration as a parent, because all of my friends now, now that I'm 60, many of my friends, and I had kids late, they're all grandparents and they want to hang themselves. Okay. because. They're not of that generation. We're of that generation. We're just get it done. And we want the support. We want the services. 
and you're making the grandkids wearing these masks. Now, let's not get into the whole COVID and everything. I'm just saying that there are some kids that I know, and I'm not a visual learner, but not to be able to see the facial expressions, especially if there's a hearing impairment, makes absolutely no sense to most of us. Mm-hmm. So now right. you've crushed an elementary school system mm-hmm. in the kids in the elementary school system as well. Forget, I mean, I'm not saying 15 is important, but five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten is very important as well. Dr. Mm-hmm. Amy. So um, two things. These skills can be three things, I think. These skills can be super helpful for parents in dealing with their own stress. And they can be taught. I've taught these skills to kids as young as five. And the last thing is, unfortunately, however well-intentioned, kind and compassionate a parent of a 15-year-old is, usually at that point, the kid can't hear it from the parent. And so it needs to be someone else offering maybe even the same wisdom that the parent would offer, but it just can't be that person's parent. Yeah, the, the focus on peer influence is so much stronger at that stage. It, it either peers or other trustworthy adults, for sure. Can I make one comment? This is Dominique. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Uh, just real fast. Parents, you haven't failed if your child is not hearing the message from you that they really need to hear. It just means that now it's time to rely on your village to help educate your child. So it's, it's not a failure on your part. It's just simply an embracing of community. And I just, Absolutely, Dominique. Mm-hmm. And I just think we could use technology to support the community. And it's, it's, it's not like it doesn't exist. It takes one Dr. Amy, a one-year boat right to say, hey, this is what I'm offering. And then it's up to the community. I think they'll show. Because really, a lot of people are at their wit's end. What's that? Well, I'll I'll put something together. Of course. This is what Teen Sports Radio is here for. It's for the community. This is what what we do. I love it. There's lots of love in the room. I'm feeling it. All right. Let's do this. We've got to move on, and we've got a lot of show to go. And what we'll do, we've got a minute, but I want to get to... Sierra Boatwright, because I think it's going to follow the flow right after these messages. We are back, and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host. Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. This is Sierra Boatwright, LMFT, founder of Santa Barbara Ecotherapy, where we blend nature connection with psychotherapy to help people support themselves both in the session and between sessions using nature as ally. And yeah, we were on the break, we were talking about just how uh, those of us as parents and grandparents were affected by that segment and thinking about, you know, all of the needs that our teens and the parents of teens have these days with the increased anxiety and depression. You know, Dr. Amy's uh, mention of the, the article about suicidality being up, you know, there's just a lot on our hearts. Um, 
I was going to talk a little bit today about tracking um, because I've been I've been playing this game with uh, my my uh, contacts on Instagram. I I uh, shout out to MTD. I put one of the moving billboards for Santa Barbara Ecotherapy on the back of one of the hybrid buses, and we were playing this game of like if you spot the bus, you know, post it. And you know, I was giving away a um, mentoring session and nature connection, and I realized through the feedback I was getting from people that just the, the act of trying to track this bus which is a skill that we use in nature connection, like tracking birds and tracking weather patterns and tracking, you know, nature cycles. The tracking of the bus was teaching people about the tracking of themselves. And we use the term tracking a lot in therapy too, but all that to say nature connection can definitely reveal things to us that can help us learn more about ourselves and this inner tracking that is so necessary for making good decisions at this time of our lives or the time of life that our teens are in can really help with things like anxiety, like depression, because you're tracking the sort of the source of the thought that has brought on that feeling. And then Dr. Amy's perspective of like bringing in mindfulness and addressing that, like acknowledging the thoughts that motivated the feeling, tending to oneself, that's all tracking, right? Then, I, But then after that, that last segment, I started thinking like Dr. Amy's idea of doing a group um, process in mindfulness, whether for teens and or for their parents, has got me also thinking about you know, doing some kind of group uh, out on the land with teens that incorporates that tracking, those tracking skills, because it does put a person into, you know, sort of a diffused awareness where the processor can kind of get a break and we can be tracking these these uh, stimuli on the landscape then and then internalize that process, the tracking of ourselves and kind of use that as a platform for increasing self-awareness, for increasing our ability to articulate the thoughts and feelings that we're having, and then doing that in a group where we can support one another and tie people into resources such as mindfulness groups, such as therapy if that's necessary, or at least touching back into the platform of nature connection as a way to support oneself when other resources are not available. Because we live in this gorgeous, you know, central coast environment where we've got the mountains and the ocean within 10 minutes of each other. Um, so thank you, you know, Amy and Angela and Erica for that really, you know, thoughtful segment where it's like, yeah, what, what can we do? You know, Dr. Amy and I, like we are providers and we're here in the helping profession and thinking differently about how to meet these needs because the, the system is, you know, burgeoning with need. So that's a little, that's a little gift that I received from that segment. I'm curious how that sounds to y'all, you know, based on what we've been talking about. Well, the only ad that I've been, and Angela knows this too, Bishop Diego High School does this thing every single year for the senior class. And I just think that we need to implement that on a monthly basis where if we can get somebody to donate a cabin or something, um, and what they do is the whole senior class goes, I think it's in Ojai. I'm not even sure where it was. It's in Ojai because I, I went, I had to cook for everybody. It was. Oh, there you go. Right. A but wasn't that, experience. <laughs> wasn't that a changing experience? It Did was. And they, they didn't let the parents like we weren't really we were there to cook for them, but we weren't allowed to go into the other areas with them. So it was interesting for moms to be in the kitchen like we couldn't leave, but we were just cooking. And um, it was such a life changing experience for these kids. Like it was just the most amazing thing. And they did it. Actually, they do it in the junior year. 
they do it over. Um, it's like a day retreat uh, at the the place by the mission. I can't remember what it's called. Um, and then they do the senior retreat, which is overnight. And it's the most bonding experience. And I and I feel bad because a lot of these kids haven't been able to do these bonding experiences, even in elementary school, like sixth grade camp or any of these camps because of COVID. So they've like taken that all away from them. So these bonding experiences and helping them to go through these challenges in life have been taken away from them. And that even creates more havoc in their lives. You know, it's there's this no growing for, process. There's no place for them to decompress. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, the wonderful thing about Nature Connection is that thankfully in our environment, there's so many opportunities. If a kid has 15 or 20 minutes to step outside and use these Nature Connection skills to ground themselves and come back into um, equilibrium regulation, use mindfulness skills, use tracking skills to bring that nervous system down so they can come back into their prefrontal cortex, the, the developing prefrontal cortex and, and, you know, feel a sense of like, I am okay. I have a place of belonging. I can be effective in my life. I am able to regain a clarity True. of thought to identify my resources. Mm -hmm. We Dominique. also started with the three grateful in the morning, like the three things that you're grateful for without like social media, nothing, just like focusing on gratitude mm -hmm. and trying different things like that. And like you said, going outside and like having those moments so that their brains can function in a different way. I like what Dominique has done since the first new moon last month is I want to call them victory gardens and everybody has a planter bed and like nobody touches my tomato planter bed. Forget it. I'm in charge of it. It's probably about eight feet long. My tomatoes, I went and picked them. I ordered the seeds I wanted and it doesn't take that much time, you know, maybe five, six hours a week, but those five, six hours a week mean something. And I think that's good for everybody. Dominique. Well, I was just going to add, I really appreciate the words being used tracking as in uh, I like to track the moon. I go outside and I look at the sky every night that helps me ground and track. And I like the idea of tracking your emotions because there's no judgment in that. And so I'm so grateful for that. Thank you. Yes, you're so welcome. And and I, I do share a lot of these tracking ideas on my Instagram, Santa Barbara Ecotherapy, where you can connect with me also at my website, Santa Barbara Eco, SBEcotherapy.com. So thank you so much for supporting all of our teens, all of you here on the show and our for all of our listeners. Reach out if you've got questions, need help, support. We're here for you. Nice. Beautiful. Well said, guys. I love working with all of you. We've got Ed Lango at Wit and if only I had known after these messages.
to the Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salter, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. We are back. I'm Ed Langlow with another edition of If Only I Had Known. If Only I Had Known is a mentor's moment with the teens with us remotely on Zoom, as well as those listening in on the radio. Today's segment is about viewing life's difficulties as a challenge rather than a hardship. A hardship is usually something you're stuck with and you just complain about. But if you accept difficulties as a challenge and set out to resolve them, they take on a whole different meaning. It's all in what you make of it. Just ask yourself, what's wrong? What will it take to fix it? And when am I going to start? When we talk about difficulties today, the elephant in the room is COVID. But even with the crazy situations COVID presented, it's what you make of it that makes a difference. Unfortunately for many of us, it led to depression, in some cases, severe depression. In the first semester of this year, Santa Barbara Unified School District had 56 suicide incidences. Fortunately, they were mostly concerns and didn't come to fruition, but they're evidence that many of us look at COVID as a hardship rather than a challenge. Instead of looking at lockdown mandates with sports canceled and gyms closed as a hardship, we need to look at it as a challenge and look for the solutions. Go for a bike ride. Find a secluded beach and take the dog for a run. Or if you have a yard, get out and work in the garden. It's what you make of it. When I was a teenager, instead of looking at my schoolwork as a challenge and studying, I looked at school as a hardship and tried to avoid it. And when I saw I needed knowledge to make any money, I went to night school for seven years. Aside from COVID, if you're looking at school as a hardship, and let's say you're not doing well in sports, and what it takes to fix that is usually a little more practice, a little more effort in your workouts, a little more focus on the game and improvement will follow. Or you can take it as a hardship and quit. But if you get in the habit of quitting, as you go through life, you won't accomplish a lot. And then life becomes a hardship. You might listen to this and say, well, taking on difficulties as a challenge is a hardship. But if you're thinking that, then the thing you need to understand is that it's all in your head. It's all subjective. It's a choice. You choose what you make of it. Another good phrase to remember is ignorance is a choice. Not stupidity, ignorance. The lack of knowledge is a choice. With schools, computers, and the internet that we call the information highway out there, becoming knowledgeable is a choice. Most of what I just talked about is how you feel about things. Not objective facts, only your thoughts. Promise you this, if you understand that it's not what happens in your life that matters, but how you deal with it. And what happens is what will determine the outcome. If you look at difficult times as a challenge rather than a hardship, you'll live a much happier life for it. I'm Ed Langlow, and I'll see you next time on If Only I Had Known. Nice job. Nice job, Ed. Thank you. I think that, that segued right into some of the topics today. Well, it's I, like it's I love what you plan. said. It's it's attitude. And um, I always like to underline that with always being grateful because that helps with your attitude. And I, I pride myself on the show for the last 12 years is to help remedy 
situations that are going on in the community in a positive way. I mean, I want this, our panel, and the reason why we're all here today, it's, I don't believe in happenstance. It's all because we do care and we want to share. So, Melissa, you have something to say. And then Dr. Amy, Melissa. Yeah, one of the reasons I am an optimist, but I I read this fabulous book by Dr. Martin Seligman called uh, Learned Optimism and Words Matter. How you choose the words you choose to use for yourself. He outlines it in the in this book uh, and it's a lot of research behind it. It really makes a difference on how you view life and it is learned optimism. You can learn a different way. So I really appreciate what you said, Ed. And yeah, thank you so much. Don, I know you got something. You've been silent long because that means something powerful is going to come out right now. I'm feeling it. John <laughs> Sanders. Yeah, this is Don. This is Don from Don's Massage in Ojai Duck. Don's Massage Ojai.com. And uh, a lot of people in the last couple of years have been uh, bereft of therapeutic touch. You can come to me or I can come to you. Anyway, I, what when I'm listening to the flow here, I'm thinking about I was fortunate in that I had like a surrogate big brother that my mom had already kind of vetted. She knew who he was and trusted him. And so uh, it was actually early for what we're talking about. We've been talking about high school in, in like sixth, seventh grade. I, I remember these guys taking me to work out or taking me for a ride on a cool, in a cool car on a nice motorcycle or something and, or just playing uh, records. And then, you know, talking, I remember this one surrogate big brother saying, you're like uh, 13, you're too young to be having an identity crisis. And uh, it sounds like you're having one. And then, then, but we just talked and while we were hearing great music, you know, there, an educator said, you cannot teach the mind whose heart you have not touched. So somehow, and it's not easy to do because teens usually kind of uh, screen the adults out. But if you can find some way to have a rapport with, you know, a family member that you haven't been able to reach or somebody that, you know, you're you're uh, you're introduced to in a way that, you know, their parents are all good with. So, you know, we've already talked about these therapy options and things that that are now available. Those weren't always those weren't always there for kids of a certain age. But that's really, really important that you, you know, take some time, get out in nature and uh, simplify back down to where you're doing things one thing at a time. You know, like there'll be a you'll have a head full of anxiety and fears and and, uh, uncertainty about the future. And if you can just focus on one thing at a time, what's right in front of you, you know, like make sure you're eating right today. Make sure you're organized to do what you got to do. Just one one thing at a time, you know, this sets you outside the crowds. If you can do that, you don't have to come to dead ends. You can find some way to roll with it. And I like what Ed, Ed was saying. You know, if you can look at those difficulties as opportunities, you can say, I get to do this. I don't have to do this. I get to do this. If you can feel if you can if you can say that and feel it, you're on your way, I think. Yeah. Nice. Dr. Amy. Exactly. So I'm going to say yes and to Ed's um, comments, because I do feel that and I'm not sure I'm going to articulate this well. And I kind of wish Christine Marie was here because she'd help me tussle it out. So Sierra, this might be your job when you're feeling super depressed. um, Doing the things that I think we all agree and that Ed described can be helpful, but sometimes you can't quite pull it off. And that's the time where 
you want to get help from someone, a solid friend, a family member or a family friend that you trust or a therapist, because when you're in that dark space, that's a really big ask. And that's a time where you want to turn to your village. And I think as a village, we need to be careful about not toxic positivity things into like, it's just your attitude. And if it, cause then it starts to sound a little bit like victim blaming. And that's definitely not what we mean. Like if you just had a better attitude, everything would be fine. Kids are struggling with real challenges and real issues that can't always be gratituded away. And we want to be really careful and clear about that part. And I, and I love the skills that Ed named. So I don't want to diminish that in any way, but I think we need to look at where as, as a kid, or if it's your kid that you're trying to help needs more support and those those useful skills aren't going to be enough and they're kind of going to be like a band-aid it's a both and for sure i mean there's nothing more powerful than having your real struggles reflected back to you you can't you can't reframe systemic racism you cannot reframe systemic poverty or or income you know differences um, you can't you can't reframe some of the circumstances of life but you can hold that and say i am choosing to look for where is my next growth opportunity. I am choosing to to affirm the powers that I do have, to affirm the resources that I do have, to look for what is the next best step that I can take? Where is my opportunity here in the face of these challenges? Because that's that's where a person actually really feels met, is that we are seeing their challenge, we are feeling their struggle with them, and we are open to all possibilities. So it's a both and, if in my opinion. Nice. Good shout out. Guess what we got coming up next? We got some Huga to end the show right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica Salt of the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Welcome back to Teen Sports Radio. I'm Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center, and we have been talking about so many different subjects today. I wanted to pass on a huga thought. So huga is all the things that make you comfy and cozy in your life. And we've been talking about optimism. And I wanted to stress that when you're bringing more huga into your life, it's about you being in your body and present with the moment. So that means that uh, we can take advantage of the words we're tracking. So if you're setting yourself up to do your schoolwork, you want to track what can be with you to make you more comfortable, like 
maybe a, a cup of tea or a nice comfy blanket that you're sitting on, something like that. And then um, now that uh, we have different things happening with various COVID mandates and so forth, I think more people are getting out, especially with the weather, getting out and getting together. We want to reconnect. And part of that sensation of huga is the things that we have normalized for our comfort. We need to check it out because maybe we've become comfortable being more of a hermit. And now we can break back into connecting with others. And that is really important for our mental health is that reconnecting and physically being with one another that you can still have safe distancing and so forth. But those mirror neurons in your brain, they benefit from seeing someone else's smile in person. So your huga is reconnect with everyone. Enjoy. Sierra, we got a minute left. Wow. I I mean, I know I'm usually the one who's the synthesizer. Um, Yeah. I mean, the themes that are coming through to me right now are the villages here. You know, I mean, we are, we are a microcosm of the village. Um, And so, you know, the opportunity for our teens and the parents of our teens and our listeners who support teens is to recognize that we are each the, the link for someone in our lives to a possible resource or to a support that they need. The tracking is not just internally and, and, and tracking ourselves and helping ourselves be self-aware, but also tracking our community, tracking the needs of the people in our lives. And you notice that someone is off of what you normally, how they usually present in the world, check in with them, provide that listening ear, that open-ended like, hey, I just want to check in with you and see how you're doing. And then giving that real honest reflection. I hear your struggle and I'm here to help you find your answers. Leaning into self-care with the huga, whatever huga means for you to to activate that. Nice. Love it. Okay. So the theme for the week is check in, do a check in, everybody check in this whole world. We're all going to do that. All right. Hug it up. God bless you all. See you next week. Oh, my God.